Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. We're back with another special edition of the Big Gold Belt Podcast. The storylines have not made sense from WrestleMania to it's, now. It's been the, the best told story leading into this on WWE. This, this pay-per-view, it feels big, it feels important, but... Ultimately, it's the biggest thing that, that stood out for me when I seen it, I was like, okay, this has to be a joke. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so alright, alright, alright. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Two Chains here of the Big Go Boat Wrestling Podcast, along with uh, our fellow friend Jamal, the giant crab. Um, Hello? Tonight is absolutely a special night because it's something that um we've been plotting on for a while and been wanting to engage and it's finally happening and um tonight we have our special guest uh mike who is the co-founder and the promoter of the nova pro wrestling um out straight out of um virginia and tonight we're going to discuss the upcoming event that we have going on friday and everything about it and why you should be there and why haven't you been at the other event so, um, Mike, how's it going tonight? It's going real good, guys. I'm, I'm really excited to talk about this Friday. I'm really excited to talk about Nova Pro. Uh, we've had a great year so far, and I can't wait to cap it off with a, probably our best card yet on Friday night. If we can take one second just to tell you that you guys have done a phenomenal job over this year. Um, it's been the best stuff i've actually attended and been satisfied has been the best bang for your buck solid show from in it from in and out um leaving wanting more every single time and again just congratulations for a really really successful year and i i don't think that you couldn't book a better show to end this year for you guys with this card that's coming up on friday yeah, we're we're really really excited about. It. We're really proud of everything we've been able to accomplish this year. Um, I think you know I, I hear it from like a lot of guys that check us out from the first time that you know might follow a lot of the other independents, and I also hear it from like wrestlers that you know go to like a bunch of different shows and you know wrestle every weekend and everything. They always tell us you know they can't believe it's only been a year just because like how you know, how much of a tight ship we run, how great of an operation it is. And it's it's super complimentary to get that from guys and yeah, uh, you know, fans time, that just go shows all over the country. My first time, absolutely, I was just overwhelmed by the professionalism. Um, everybody was very friendly. Um, even the wrestlers that I wasn't accustomed to, everybody was so welcoming. Uh, staff, the food, Jamal, I know you want to say something about that. <laughs> yep. That's what happened. <laughs> it's just everything. It's just, you know, I'm just really, it's, it's, it's really an honor to like be in this area and have such great um, wrestling at our hands. And I can only imagine what year two is going to bring for you guys as well. And yeah, we're plotting some stuff for 2017. So just hold tight. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. Well, I have a question. We can get I have a question, Mike, if I may. Uh, you know, it's been a great year for you guys. Congratulations on the first year. And, and, and many, many more in the future. Uh, but I want to know, how tough is it as a person that books these shows, that gets guys in from all over the Mid-Atlantic, all over the country? You, you, I liken indie wrestling to AAA baseball. We want our team to do well, but we don't want to hold anybody back. So when you see guys like Cedric Alexander, who certainly made an appearance in Nova Pro, 
guys like Chris Hero, who's had experience in WWE and, and guys like that. Where, where is the line? How do you know? How do you gauge what's going to be the next big thing in wrestling? Uh, that, that's, that's a great question. Um, honestly, you know, we've always kind of prouded ourselves in being a place where not only are you going to see guys like Hero and Cedric, who, you know, are undoubtedly some of the best wrestlers in the world, but you're going to see the guys that are going to, you know, win Hero. You know, he's, he's getting older when he eventually uh, leaves the business or, you know, like what happened this past summer, you know, when Cedric Alexander gets signed by WWE or when the next guy gets signed by WWE. You always want to build the guys that are going to fill that void. You know what I mean? You don't want to be uh, left behind, if you will. And it, it, it's it's the same thing as like a baseball team. Like you, you want to make sure you have guys ready for when, you know, your star player gets called up and everything. So I think uh, one of the things that keeps us uh, on our toes a bit is uh, I've always been like kind of a indie wrestling like historian and like I've always tried to consume as much independent wrestling as possible. Uh, like I watch at least one wrestling show a day and like that's like a whole like three or four hour show and I watch like stuff from all over the country. So I'm always like, I have like a list. I actually do have like a spreadsheet of like guys that are like on the list of people to bring in and people that we need to check out. And uh, one of those, like two of those guys actually were team IOU, Carrie Offal and Nick Iggy, who made their debuts on the last show. Yeah. It's Cutie and the Beast, who I personally think was uh, probably stole the show that night. So I agree. And I think, you know, you're going to see, you're going to see a lot more team IOU. You're going to see a lot more guys like that. They're going to come in, steal the show, but also, you know, make an impact in Nova Pro for a long time. Yeah, and let me kind add to that like list. Players. Let me add to that list. We, we need Solo Darling in Nova Pro. And if you don't know who she is out there, uh, that's what the Google is for. So, yeah, Solo Darling, Nova Pro, make it happen 2017. Solo <laughs> Darling is, is actually definitely on the list. We've tried, we tried to make it happen earlier this year, and it, and something fell through. So it's 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 in the making, all right? Well, good. That's, that's exactly what I want to hear. Um yeah, so you're going to be at the JCC and uh, the Jewish Community Center of Fairfax. As you, you, it's kind of been your de facto home for Nova Pro Wrestling. And it's out in Fairfax, Virginia, 8900 Little River Turnpike. If you're in the Washington, D.C. area, that's in Fairfax. 7.30 start time uh, this Friday night, Black Friday. Get your shopping done in the morning. Hang out with some good wrestling in the, in the evening. The JCC is a great place. It's, it's a well-lit, it's a clean place. And you moved recently to Annandale, uh, Springfield, rather. Um, do you have any plans to moving outside of the JCC uh, in Fairfax to other regions of Northern Virginia? So the cool part about the JCC is it's, and I think this, and a lot of guys that work for us and work for other places think this, it's probably one of the nicest, nicer venues you're going to see in an independent wrestling show. Absolutely. And and especially if you compare it to uh, the Springfield building last month. but. Um, I we don't have any like plans to not have the JCC as our home base. I will say right now, uh, and without giving away too much, the first two shows of next year are not at the JCC because uh, there is a um, little bit of a scheduling conflict. The JCC is only available from certain months of the year. In fact, actually, they're not even really inv available in November. It's just nobody wanted Black the Black Friday spot, so we took it. Um, but yeah, so the JCC is our de facto home base, but it, it is, you know, a very nice venue that a lot of people want to have their, you know, games or 
you know, whatever, because, you know, it is just a community center. So we do need, like, other places. And, uh, like, we've, we've talked about running shows, like, out as far as, like, Chantilly. Uh, we've looked into running shows in uh, Vienna and Alexandria. So, you know, it's just a matter of finding the right fit with these buildings and stuff. Right. Uh, now, in, uh, I'm from this area, Washington, D.C., uh, two chambers as well. Do you, why do you think that there's been such a void of indie wrestling in, within the Beltway? Uh, we know that there's guys in Maryland, shout out to MCW, but they really handle away from the D.C. area, Baltimore, the Eastern Shore. There's guys in Richmond that do the same thing. But within the Beltway, 50 miles in either direction of, of D.C., it's kind of been a void. I'm glad that you guys are filling it, but, but what took you so long? Um, well, yeah, like I'm like you guys. I uh, was born and raised in Springfield, so you know I'm I'm a I'm a Nova guy. Um, I used to go to shows a lot as a kid with my dad, who um, helps run the company with us, and um, we used to go to shows as far as like Philly and like West Virginia and like other places in the country, just because there was you know, no wrestling here in Northern Virginia. I mean, like, uh, Ring of Honor ran here a few times uh, in, like, yeah. 08, in, like, Manassas and stuff. And other than that, though, there wasn't really anything worthwhile. Um, as I started to, like, look more into it, and as, you know, starting getting Nova Pro off the ground and, like, finding venues and stuff, um, and, you know, just when I got, like, more, um, when I learned more about the business and how it works, you know, behind the scenes and everything, it's just... It, it's honestly like um, almost like kind of like it's it comes down to like two reasons. One, a lot of venues in this area. I mean, you guys know Fairfax County is the rich, is one of the richest counties in the country. A lot of venues in this area are not gonna be as you know cheap with their space as places in you know Richmond and other parts of Virginia. And another, so, you know, you got to put that into effect and you got to put into effect, you know, most people that run indie wrestling, you know, myself and my dad included, you know, we're not millionaires. So, you know, you gotta, you gotta play it smart. So I, I think that has a lot to do with it. I also think, you know, and I don't know, a lot of people still might not know this, but in the Commonwealth of Virginia, there is a state athletic commission, which very few, uh, states have that are as strictly in, enforced as it is in Virginia. So every professional wrestler in Virginia has to get a wrestler license, which can prove to be difficult. So that's why uh, you see in other places in Virginia that, you know, you see a lot of the same guys just because you, you want to get guys that are willing to get that license. So I think that's uh, like a big factor too, because, you know, we, and it was like a big thing when we were starting to like bring in guys like Cedric and Hero and stuff that like, you know, they can work anywhere in the world. Why would they work? here on this night when they have to deal with like a lot of paperwork and a lot of the stuff with the athletic commission. So. All right. Well, we're glad you got hero and he's going to be taking on uh, Eric Royal. And uh, I think he's undefeated in Nova pro, I believe. Yep. The only so, undefeated yes. man in Nova pro. Yeah. So that's going to be interesting to see what happens there. You also have one of my personal favorites on the indie scene, Jordan grace, uh, who's taking on Brittany Blake. That's gonna be something special to watch. Uh, Jordan Grace kind of reminds me of like a Michael Elgin type, um, just or like Taz, you know, like just stronger than an uh, than an oxen, but also really talented and, and agile and flexible. So it's a great thing to see. Now a lot of these uh, of women that you have in Nova Pro, like Veda Scott, like Brittany Blake, like uh, 
Jordan Grace, work in uh, into intergender wrestling. They've taken on male opponents and with positive results. I know that's not a thing that's happened in Nova Pro, at least as far as I know. Is that something that could happen in the future? Well, um, it's it, it has happened once before. Uh, on the very first show, uh, Innocent Isaiah wrestled a girl named Casey Carlisle. Um, and it was probably the most entertaining match on that show. But <laughs> it is, I can imagine. It is um, not, it's not like a rule by the athletic commission, but it is very frowned upon to do that here. Oh. So I was uh, very like, you know, I just got our promoter license this year. This is our first year with it. Most of the other places have had their promoter's license for, you know, 10, 15 years, whatever. So I've, I really didn't want to, like, catch their attention for the wrong reason. So I kind of, like, stayed clear from that. But, you know, once, you know, it's not out of the realm of possibility for Nova Pro, I'd say. I believe uh, at one of the shows, it might have been uh, American Slam uh, where Veda Scott was there. Uh, we had a chance to talk to her for a second, and um, Jamal posed the question as well as um, absolutely what was one of her favorite matches, and it was an intergender match. And uh, I believe, if I may quote her correctly, that she said this is what she was in the business to do was the type of matches and stuff like that. So I know that um, I know that there's a will there for it, and um, as a fan, I'm also a big I'm also like big on it because it's actually has been some of the best matches I've seen, but. You know, I can definitely see why some people definitely could frown upon that and how it could be a sensitive thing at the time. Yeah, it's 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 more like just like it's like the language and like the rule book for wrestling in this state just really like doesn't allow it. So I tried I, I'm trying to like just stay clear of that until like we kind of have our feet down more and kind of have like a, more of a presence with the athletic commission to kind of get away with like little things like that. So, so you have so, a lot of talent. You have, you have a lot of talent uh, coming through uh, this show. It's a super stacked card. Uh, what a way to, to end 2016 with. And one of the matches that I'm interested in is Donovan Dijak uh, versus a CCW wow. champion, Jonathan Gresham. Mm-hmm. Now, Thank that's going to be... Dijak back again, too, man. That, exactly. that guy's in the clinic in the ring. Always, always steals the show for me. Now, that, that's going to be great. But are there people that you... Uh, guys that you couldn't get in town that you really wanted. Uh, the, I, mean, I know that you have a list of guys that you're that you're looking out for, but but who was uh, um, fell by the not by the wayside, but slipped through your fingers, so to speak, uh, this year that we could have. What did we miss out on this year? Um, well, I will say at one point, and it's not out of the realm of possibility anymore. But at one point, uh, the main event for the October twenty second show was going to be Eric Royal versus Matthew Riddle. So that, and that just uh, ended up falling apart for, uh, he had, Riddle had ended up uh, being offered a tour to Japan. Yeah. Or, and uh, he was coming back the day of our show and didn't think he could make it in time. And I did not want to rush him. And he was, he was also almost going to do the, um, the November show paradise by the dashboard light. But, uh, he's you know out of town for Thanksgiving, seeing his family and stuff. So uh, you will see Matthew Riddle in a Nova Pro ring in 2017. But I think that's like at least I think that's like the big one. Uh, there were a couple times where we almost had Hero this year uh, that didn't there was get. Also, there was also at a point where you had Moose booked on the card as well too. Yeah, and he got pulled because of a TNA obligations. Okay. But 
Yeah, that, uh, yeah, and then, yeah, Moose, and then a couple times we almost had Hero this year, and then it finally ended up coming through nice. for this November show, which came through kind of last minute. Like, when um, a lot of people were wondering, because we usually try to announce the main event or, like, give you an idea of what the main event's going to be on the show before for the next show, and uh, a lot of people were asking me after, oh, what's the main event, blah, 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 and it literally, I was just waiting for a text from Hero to be like, yeah, I can do it before <laughs> because I was like, we, we got to do this Zero Eric match before this year's over. So. Right. so so again, Friday, we have the Paradise by the Dashboard Lights. And uh, one of the questions I have for you is, um, so to say, what is your motivation be- behind the um, titling of each event? Um, it's kind of like, so like I said, uh, I grew up on indie wrestling and a lot of guys behind the scenes of Nova Pro, uh, been in the business for a long time, been around any wrestling for a long time. We, it's, it's almost like kind of to make fun of how serious uh, indie wrestling show names can be sometimes. Uh, so like, for instance, whenever we ran the Springfield building, which we ran three times this year, we always named it after a, an episode of The Simpsons. Oh. Um, uh, sometimes we name it after like, um, like songs we're just digging at the time or just, you know, whatever. And then... Um, Nova Project, which was our anniversary show, and it was the name of our first show, too, is actually because um, when I would, like, fantasy book, like, my own promotion when I was, like, younger or whatever, uh, we always called it the Nova Project. So that's where that comes from, too. Nothing like a dream come true, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I'm my dream right now, so it's great. One um, of the interesting things about the, um, uh, the Paradise by the Dashboard Light coming up this Friday is the JCC is having a toy drive. So could you shed a little bit more information on that? Yeah, um, the guy, that um, his name is Matt Alvin. He uh, helps run the JCC. He really got, got us hooked up with them and everything. He's a huge wrestling fan. And he started this, he's doing this toy drive. It's kind of like similar to like Toys for Tots, where uh, they're going to give it to, you know, homeless kids or kids without, you know, kids in orphanages or whatever to just, you know, are not going to have a home for the holidays. We're not going to get, be able to get toys for the holidays. And I used to go to CZW every month. And I know when I was a kid, we would bring toys to their cage of death event because they would do a toys for tots uh, drive very similar to this. And I just think it's like a good way for us to give back. It's, you know, it's kids in the community, it's kids in Northern Virginia. So, you know, you're giving back to your community and, you know, who wouldn't want like a, like some WWE action figures or whatever for Christmas. So, Yeah, so make sure that when you come out to see Nova Pro, you bring an unwrapped uh, toy, a brand-new toy for the kids. Because why not? Also, it's, it's Christmas. That's what's supposed to be. They're also accepting uh, Walmart or Target gift cards. So Fair enough. If you, can't, if you don't have time to make get a toy, you know, pick up a gift card or something for them. Ten bucks, whatever. You know, every little bit helps. Awesome. Um. Another question I have for you, too, is um, from your, what I would call your homegrown talent, you kind of say, kind of bred through the Nova Pro um, promotion. Who do you absolutely feel is probably your next big star or, or stars, considering if it's the sa- uh, a stable? I'd say uh, the next two guys that I think are going to be, are going to break out from Nova Pro to like, you know, the bigger pro- promotions like Evolve and other places. I think, um, Eric Royal, absolutely, just because, uh, you know, as you guys seen and as everyone who's been following us has seen over the past year, he can hang with some of the best wrestlers on the indies mm-hmm. and even some of the best wrestlers in the world. 
And uh, for my money, Logan Isleroe is the best heel on the Indies. So I, I don't know how every promotion isn't using that guy. So I think those are, and you know, there's there's a ton of other names. You know, Cutie and the Beast, Bobby Shields, uh, Chet Sterling. Uh, I don't know how these guys haven't been noticed yet. I don't know how they still have time to work us work for us every month. So. I, I, yeah, I, I mean, totally agree with you with, with Logan. And um, at some point, Logan's going to have to create a Twitter. <laughs> this is a void they're missing. I see people, like I was looking for his Twitter one day, and I see people like at and trying to find his name, and they were like, oh, he doesn't have one. But <laughs> I definitely agree with him becoming a, uh, one of the next big stars for sure. Jamal? Yeah, I agree. Um, Eric Royal is a big personality, and that all and his just charisma translates. Uh, in every match that I've seen him in, uh, Logan uh, Easton Leroux is phenomenal. I think Cutie and the Beast is the best tag team in North America. Now, that's going to get a lot of heat, you know, for a number of different reasons. Everybody has their favorite, but Cutie and the Beast absolutely won me over. Uh, their gimmick specifically, especially this year, you know, very politicized year, uh, it could be considered, well, I don't want to say um, – uh, pandering, but it, it could be considered a bit controversial uh, with, with what their gimmick is. How do you deal with the politics outside of the ring and keeping that th- that stuff out, um, outside of the ring, outside of the building, when you do have a controversial, uh, seemingly controversial, especially in a very conservative state of Virginia? Uh, how, do you, how do you manage that? Uh, I think we kind of like find the line pretty well. With with at least with Bo and Isaiah, um, I I know we, we like kind of make it a point to like kind of suggest you know you know they're friends guys he he kind of Isaiah kind of you know makes Bo uncomfortable sometimes but you know at the end of the day they're friends they're partners you know tag team partners but um, I think uh, you know you pro wrestling is an escape and. And I think I, I, I like to think our crowd and, you know, the people that follow us uh, know that. And they come here and, you know, they, they come here to forget about, you know, politics and the rest of the world for three hours and, you know, enjoy stuff like Cutie and the Beast. So uh, I try not to worry about it too much, mainly because, you know, we're still new and I don't think it's really like been an issue yet, but it is something in the back of my mind. Yeah. Yeah, I 100% agree. And that's one of the reasons why I like them so much. Uh, they're great workers, but their gimmick also is very interesting. Uh, the best way to describe it would be the old Saturday Night Live bit, the ambiguously gay duo. Um, yeah. and, and, it's, and, it, and it's great because it works so well that there's an obvious line that they don't cross, but we can certainly, certainly see it. Uh, one it's, other thing that's... It's really cool, uh, actually, with them is that their like, gimmick and every... like They never tagged before the first time they tagged here. Oh, wow. Like, the gimmick and everything is really, like, one of the things that is truly 100%, like, created in Nova Pro. They've been able to take it a, a few other places and have had great success for it, and I, I, I can't wait to see what's in store for them in the future. But, yeah, like, like our true, like, one of our few true, like, Nova Pro creations, I think. No, that, that's That's got to be awesome, and I hope that they can take it to the next level because – uh, you know, a lot of everybody you know should have exposure, but there there are few that deserve it, and I really think that they definitely if they if they have to give them an award, it would be to a most creative gimmick in uh in the business right now. 
Uh, shifting gears completely, and this is something that's been a point of contention for me, uh, the Crock-Pot of Destiny. Uh, you know, that's... It's the greatest Crock-Pot of all time, people. Let me, let, let me that. I don't want to overstate this, but for $5, you really can't go wrong. Um, the greatest meatball sandwich of all time. Which brings me to the Sandwich Squad. Now, they've been a staple of Nova Pro for a while. When are we going to see the sandwich, the hoagie on a pole match? <laughs> or, you know, may, maybe like the, uh, you know, the, the Deli Mustard, Sweet Baby Ray's you know, Deli Mustard uh, Championship. You know, we, we have thought about doing like a whole, uh, and, and this is like kind of like in jest, but we have thought about doing like a whole tournament of uh, Hoss Division guys. And I don't know if you guys are familiar with, like, the old Super 8 tournament or the old, like, or how, like, the uh, the Super J Cup used to be where they would give you, where they yeah. give each participant a medal. Yeah. And if you beat that participant, you got their medal. So we thought about what if we got, like, an eight-foot party sub and, <laughs> and each winner of the match got the, their opponent's part of the party sub and the winner of the tournament eventually got the whole sub. <laughs> I mean... If Veda Scott can put a hat up for uh, for a match, for ownership of a hat, then an eight-foot party set would actually be – it'd be better than King of the Ring, honestly. It's not the, out of the realm of possibility. I mean, it is in Sandwich Squad's contract that every time they win a match, they get a free sandwich, though. So. As, as it should be. I mean, those guys deserve it. But, yeah, yeah, I, I would be down. I, I would I would be down. Like we can get like sheets of Wawa and on on the on the action. <laughs> Royal Farms. I gotta talk to our boys at the Snack Society. I believe that they they got something in the works for their sandwich. If uh, sandwich guy can pull out a win on Friday, so hopefully <laughs> they can do that because I want to see this what they got. So um, so, um uh, go ahead. Got another question? No, I was just gonna say. Speaking of Friday, we have a uh, Brandon Day versus John Kerman. I believe that's the first time uh, you know we've, we're seeing that. Uh, Matt Tremont and uh, Jeff Cannonball versus the Storm of Entrails with you know Riley Madison, who's always a good thing to be. Um, it's it's just a stacked card, and I really can't overstate that enough. Almost to the point where I feel like you're giving too much away. Where, so where do we go from here? Uh, you know, it's it's going to be an absolutely amazing show. But what's next for Nova Pro after? this epicness well uh this is our last show for 2016 um we uh i don't know how many people know this but i have discussed it on, on different podcasts and different um avenues and stuff that this will be uh kind of like black friday show like it's kind of i've already signed on for it for next year so we're kind of trying to make it like one of the super shows for the year where it's always going to be a huge card. It's always going to be kind of like that, uh, that, you know, very special kind of feel to it. Um, it's the season for we now. We do have a little, yeah, we do have a little bit of a break. Uh, we have December and January off. We'll be coming back in February. Uh, mm -hmm. The reason for that is because uh, like I stated before, you know, and as we talked about throughout the, throughout the show, uh, we do have a bunch of guys coming in from all over the place. And as you guys know, and as many people who live in this area know, you know, uh, the blizzards and stuff can get crazy over here. And I, you know, I couldn't imagine trying to run a show and then having, you know, half my guys stuck in a snowstorm or something. I just, I don't want to put that on my guys. I don't want to put that on the fans. So, you know, 
especially, you know, if, you know, some fans can make it, but, you know, half the roster can't, you know, less than our best for you guys every month. So, you know, we are taking a couple months off. We'll be back in February and then we'll be full steam ahead until November of next year again. Right. Totally makes sense. Uh, so you, you guys have a, a very good relationship with CCW. You have a good, pretty good relationship with uh, the CWF down in North Carolina. Are there any other promotions that you're, you know, trying to build this Nova empire with? Um, we have a really good relationship with the guys at um, IWA Mid-South, too. Uh, you don't see it as much just because of how far away they are. Uh, yeah, the, you know, the Ted, Petty, um, Ted Perry Invitational was a must-see every year. Yeah, and, and they actually just had one, and Chris Hero just actually won uh, the one a couple weeks ago. But um, we do have a really good relationship with IWA Mid-South. Um, we have a pretty good relationship with AIW in Cleveland, Ohio, as well. Um, Another great promotion. We have, we, we've been in talks of, like, uh, you know, using each other's talent. So, you know, you'll probably see more of that next year with AIW. Uh, you'll certainly keep seeing, you know, the CZW guys. I'm a big uh, proponent of trying to bring the CZW students down here. Storm of Entrails, Frankie Picard. These are guys you've seen on cards all year and have always put in good work for us. So, you know. And they, they got a great facility up there. So, you know, you, I want to give those guys some ring time and give those guys, you know, a, a place to shine. And uh, same with CWF Mid-Atlantic. Um, Chet Sterling, you know, two uh, Sandwich Squad, all products of CWF Mid-Atlantic. have a great relationship with Brad Stutz. He, you know, he's the booker down there and he helps us out up here a lot too. Uh, you, you, might know, you might remember him as the scribe. Uh, but I'm always willing to work with guys. Uh, you know, we, we have talked about working with Chikara in the past. Uh, I, I'm always open to work with different promotions and, you know, as long as it's a good fit and a good, uh, trade off for everyone, you know, well, that, that's great. And that, that hopefully uh share of the wealth is what the NDC is about. Uh, because you don't know who's going to come back. You don't know who's going to get that big push. As much as we love Cedric Alexander, uh, I'm very content with seeing him on my TV and that in person, even though it is a bittersweet feeling to do so. Uh, so, you know, best of luck to to you and your promotion and to the, you know, next, uh, the, to the big show on Friday, man. It's going to be a good time. Yeah, man, I can't wait. I truly can't stress enough how, like, um, I, like, as an indie wrestling fan, not just the guy that, like, you know, is the promoter and trying to sell you on it. Just like as an indie wrestling fan, I don't think you're going to find a card anywhere in the country with more variety than here at Nova Pro. So, you know, you got to come check it out for yourself. Chris Hero, Chris Hero Donovan Dijak, Matt Tremont, you know, guys you're not going to see on shows together all the time. Yeah. Nova no, Pro is that it's a mix of guys in the north, that Philly wrestling circuit, and guys in the south, that old, uh, you know, mid-south, uh, NWA territory, Flair Country, um, and those are two different styles that you really don't see in the same building together. Um, it's people say that you know the, the way the territories used to work, they never went away. It's just that WWE and and Turner kind of overshadowed everything, and none of that spotlight has been put back on indie wrestling. Uh, it's been nothing but best for business because you have guys like Nova, Nova Pro and CCW and AIW. These guys didn't just show up on Monday Night Raw. They started somewhere 
they started here in Virginia. And it's, um, you, you never want to get this close to the action, as close as you are in Nova Pro for the value of 20 bucks, 25 for first row. And, and it cannot be overstated enough. Uh, the sandwiches are delicious. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, but it's a good time. So, uh, uh, JCC, 8900 Little River Turnpike in Fairfax, Virginia, 730 start time. Get your tickets now at uh, no, what, NovaProWrestling.com? Uh, NovaProWrestling.tumblr.com. Uh, we're, we're actually working on a website right now for 2017. So, should it be like a full fledged website by the time we come back next year? Okay. Give me that Tumblr one more time. Uh, NovaProWrestling.tumblr.com. Okay. So that'll be 7.30 this Friday night, Black Friday. Uh, and bring a, bring a gift. Bring a toy, unwrapped, or Target Walmart gift card for the Toys for Tots and for, uh, that supports the uh, Fair Kids and Fairfax uh, and, and the JCC. Oh, absolutely. So again, uh, Mike, it's definitely been a pleasure to finally uh... – Get this interview going, and um, the excitement is just all building. I just keep thinking like it's tomorrow, but just one more day, Friday. We'll be in there for sure. Um, like I said, every time I, I show kids a chance, we're promoting um, Nova Pro. It's 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 been exciting since the first show we've been to, um, and like Jamal stated, it's the best bang for your buck you can get in the area. And all this talent that you're seeing that's getting to. Uh, main or uh, higher promotions, they started somewhere, and I think it was just—I think it was just a treasure to see um, Cedric two times live um, at Nova Pro, and then next thing you know, he's on the CWC, and it, it's just all so surreal. And I can only imagine somebody that's a promoter to actually uh, be in those shoes to, to actually witness such a thing. Yeah, man, it was—it was a really special moment um, for me and for a couple of, of the guys involved. Um, that last show Cedric was on against Shane Strickland. Uh, I remember like when Shane was making his way out to the ring, uh, Cedric for like a second. And I, and I said to him, I pulled him aside. I was like, Hey man, you know, thank you so much for everything you've done for us. You know, we wouldn't be here without you right now. And then he, he told me to stop because he, he wanted to thank me for everything we've done for him. And just for a place he only wrestled three times. I think Nova pro was pretty special for him. So happy for him and all his success, and I'm, I can't wait for the next guy that's going to be able to to you know make that kind of impact. And no, no reason to think that because um, we saw him at the Evolve show in Brooklyn, and um, I believe Jamal asked him, and he absolutely said he loves Virginia and um, he loves Nova Pro. So there, there's nothing to think, but that's absolutely you know that he's definitely um, very grateful for the opportunity as well as we are as well. Yeah. So yeah, again, there, there are very few. Go ahead, Mike. That uh, like there's a lot. Like the the weird thing about names sometimes is like a lot of them, and we haven't experienced it that much here. But like just in other places, a lot of them will you know you know try to ask you know what will this show do for me? What can this promotion do for me? I have never met a guy who you know is you know without a doubt one of the best wrestlers in the world. You know one of the nicest guys in the world, and you know has never been more about like what can I do for the show? What can I do to make the show better? Uh, like Cedric Alexander, so uh, really proud of him and really proud of his success. Absolutely, Jamal, you was going to say something. No, I was just going to say, um, yeah, congratulations all around to um, to everyone involved, and, and as 
happy 2016. Uh, happy Turkey Day uh, to you and your family, and I hope it goes well. Um, yeah, man, Friday. Can't wait to see you there. Friday, man. All right, guys. Can't wait to see you guys there. Hope everyone checks it out. Will do. Thank you so much, Mike, for, uh, for uh, being on the show tonight. We'll, we'll, again, we'll see you on Friday. No problem, guys. Thanks a lot. Thank yeah. you. Cool. Yep. All right. So that was Mike from Nova Pro Wrestling, 8900 Little River Turnpike, Fairfax, Virginia, 7.30 start time. You have Chris Hero versus Eric Royal, uh, a traditional Survivor Series type match, Tret Sterling, uh, his, he's leading his team versus Logan Easton LaRoe. Donovan Dijak's going to be there. Jordan Grace is going to be there. Uh, it's, it's just too much. It, it really is too much. It's just a lot of talent. And honestly, it's going to be better than the Survivor Series. They're having their own Survivor Series style, style match, a five-on-five elimination tag. It's it's going to be nuts, and I can't wait. Uh, I was in Toronto uh, over the weekend for Survivor Series and NXT TakeOver. We'll discuss that bit of business, uh, you know, Raw, SmackDown this week. Goldberg apparently is going to stick around, and that's a thing that's going to happen. So we're going to take a quick break, come back with the rest of this mess that is the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. Rate, review, and subscribe to the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. Connect with us on all of our platforms, bgbgroup.tumblr.com, at bgbgroup on Twitter, and facebook.com slash biggoldbelt. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back for the second half of the show tonight. Um, again, thanks again to uh, Mike from Nova Pro Wrestling um, for coming on the show and discussing this uh what a phenomenal card that we're going to have on Friday. Uh, can't wait to witness it. Um, hashtag support indie wrestling, indie wrestling, all that. Again, I just don't know why. If it's local to you, why not check it out? $20 can't hurt anything. And once you've done all your Black Friday shopping and all your family time, get over to the JCC over there in Fairfax, Virginia, and check out the show. Um, but uh, as we as we discuss uh, other things of wrestling this week, um, Jamal made the trip to Toronto. Sure did. Um, and let me in the country. Got him some nice tickets for NST Takeover Toronto. I mean, can't even emphasize how good that show was. And he also uh, doubled up with uh, tickets to Survivor Series, which, you know, wasn't entirely okay. First of all, just on paper, we knew that. Um, it was going to have a lot of stardom on the show, but would it be able to fulfill everybody's, you know, desires and wanting a really, really good show with, with everybody that was included on it? And I have to say that, first of all, Survivor Series started at 5 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, 5 or 6. Two-hour pre-show and four-hour show, if I'm not mistaken. Well, it was weird because my tickets for Survivor Series said 6.30 on it. But when I got to the Air Canada Center, it was about 5.30, and the first match started at 6 o'clock. So if you were watching the pre-show, no one was there at the Air Canada Center uh, and because a lot of the tickets said 6.30. So I was really curious as to why that happened. 
But as far as the show itself, the immediate knee-jerk reaction was, this is terrible, this is a waste of time, this is the worst thing ever. Realistically, Survivor Series wasn't that bad. But it wasn't that bad. I, and I, I think that... I don't think it was bad, but I just think that from what we saw the night before of how solid TakeOver was, it makes you put things into perspective. And it's just like you would expect a lot more um, from some from Survivor Series considering what type of show that their developmental talent put on. Now, granted, oh, wow. a lot of guys are, are veterans. I, I get it. But it still doesn't mean anything because – um, the main call, the main roster, they have the fan support because of who they are and as well established and they're well established. And a lot of them are can could be considered better wrestlers just because they're on the main card. But I can honestly say that there's not one match that I need to go back and watch because it was that good. I have already watched the Samoa Joe Nakamura match uh, three times. And a Bobby Roode and um, Ty Dillinger match twice after the original time I watched it because of how good it was. And I'm not even going to mention the, rev- the revival because that's just yeah, the, the best thing in the world. Right now. <laughs> yeah, so I, I don't know, man. I just, I just, um, I guess I can say that I, I watched uh, Survivor Series maybe wanting a little more. Now, granted, I'm just going to jump all around right here, but I'm going to say that I am perfectly fine with the Goldberg Lesnar booking all the way. Well, initially I wasn't. Um, but also I wasn't completely invested in it before. Goldberg versus Lesnar was something that I did not want to see. The premise was stupid, basing it on a video game, uh, like fantasy warfare becomes real. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> but like, what does that even mean? But then again, they did run an angle about uh, Rusev, Lana, Roman Reigns, and a cake. So that happened, uh, and that got us a match as well. So whatever. But just in in, in general, uh, there was nothing really of interest to me on the card. And honestly, the only reason why I went to Survivor Series was because tickets uh, got released cheap on, on, um, on Ticketmaster, and I was already in town for TakeOver Toronto, which I'm glad that I went to. Come on now, you know we know he's going to Toronto uh, NST. Okay, so just just again, just to reiterate, so that people don't think you're a total mark. Jamal is absolutely a wrestling fan, and that means like good clinical wrestling in the ring. And yes, everybody likes a good storytelling, a good gimmick. But maybe you know there's some there's sometimes issues with certain matches that's just so about the gimmick or so so about what's next that they don't emphasize on what's happening right in front of you and you know at first you know you you, you kind of get mad at the crowd what, what what match was that that the crowd completely threw uh took over i think it was like seth rollins versus finn balor was that it well they kept booing the belt and that was at SummerSlam, i believe Oh, right, right, right. It was the belt. And and at the same time, you know, that's the issue because you have two two good talent in the ring and you have a good match. But some people are so focused on the gimmick and whatever it may be outside of what's happening in the ring that you have these discrepancies of what somebody deems is a good match and what's not a good match. Now, granted, NST does it all. They um, boost their talent, um, good interests, um, no wasted time, great matches, and 
they they capitalize on their event at that current time they're not automatically thinking like well we need to set up this for the next time and it kind of takes away from what you what you actually are here for now like now the the survivor series match for the men oh i'm sorry for the women i mean it didn't even make sense because it's like nikki bella didn't even wrestle because they wanted to um elevate the few with uh her and carmella why did that have to happen right then why not make this match more than what it could be now granted people didn't like that sasha base was eliminated early but so and then the marks on the internet basically says well oh that's because she's getting ready to start a new a new a new feud in a match and um moving forward she has she has no business to be in the ring considering the fact that charlotte and uh bailey is the next feud that they're moving towards and of course you saw that manifest but again all those all those women can wrestle but there was no really good nice spots that was just pure wrestling it was just like either really spotty or just like what you know um even the authors of pain versus um uh tm61 great match nice spot storytelling everything elevated the talent to the next level like that's i feel like that's how it should be done i don't know i could be a little bit biased but nsc takeover was just was just a, a five-star match all the way around no it, it it was uh arguably takeover toronto was the best takeover of the of the year um we were in brooklyn uh together for a takeover uh brooklyn two uh you guys went to takeover dallas wrestlemania weekend yep and um, that was uh, that was another solid show. Uh, the revival, you know, they're they're the best tag team in, in, in WWE right now. Uh, top five tag team in the world right now. And I know that that's going to be that's a pretty hard thing to prove because WWE does something differently. They're not New Japan. They're not Ring of Honor. They're not TNA. Hell, NXT isn't even WWE. It's their own style, but. I, Out of that bunch, they are certainly the best of that bunch. I think for a reason, I, I think for the right reason, we, we should kind of elaborate on why we feel like they're the best tag team. And I think it solely comes down to me is that they have tremendous uh, ring IQ. They yep. um, captivate each moment with that thought of what you would have done in that moment. And they use um, tricky tactics that I haven't seen done in a while. And I think are um, totally... Um, I think some like certain spots are totally what you should do in certain moments. Like, um, just it's just everything they do is just like this really good ring IQ, and you can appreciate it because you, you you put yourself in the shoes and you're just like, well, why did that person tap out instead of just extending their arms under the ropes? They they do it, you know, um, help each other out in in in, in good times. Um, use different tactics against the refs on like why you know things you would do like a. I keep emphasizing. I don't know. And then beyond that, they're just really polished. Um, it's rare that you see them uh, botch moves. And to be honest, I started to think about it. I was like, man, maybe that's why American Alpha always looks so good because they, you know, they had a consistent feud with them and it really elevated them to they went to the main roster to now I haven't seen a really solid match with American Alpha yet. You know? Well, to be fair, you're not going to. Because that, uh, and I'm looking at the, at the times of the matches in um, for Takeover and for Survivor Series, for example. Uh, this the um, 
tag team match was 22 minutes and 15 seconds between Gargano and Champion and the Revival, Dash and Dawson. They got 22 minutes to work. And that's was on a special. You're not going to see that on SmackDown. You're not going to see that on Raw. Well, you will see it, but you're going to have 14 commercial breaks in the middle of their matches. But you're not going to have that type of uh, you know, ability in the match because you're, they're just trying to get you through to the next pay-per-view. They're just trying to get you through to the next show next Monday night. Give them just a taste of something else, and then we can see what happens next week. And then we go all out for the pay-per-view. That formula has gotten WWE to where it is today, and they've been running that same formula for the past 50-something years. Right. That's great. And, you know, that's what it is, and that's fine. The problem that I have with that is, is I've seen it before. I want to see something different. I want to see, you know, not just you get in the ring, you know, the smaller guy has to fight his way out to the hot tag, the bigger guy comes in, and then they trade blows into the finish. We've seen that before, you know, and that's unfortunate that that, and we've seen that a lot with Enzo and Cass, for example. Mm-hmm. You know, very different style working in the WWE than they did at NXT. Mm-hmm. Um, their gimmicks are the same, but just their in-ring work are just pretty different. Their the matches, the pacing is different. The the matches are just fundamentally different. It's not necessarily a bad thing. Because they're super over right now, but that's and that's largely due to their gimmick and how great the interaction is with the crowd. But as far as like just good, smart tag team wrestling, you know, it's hard to say with anybody because Bailey, for example, what she did in NXT, making a name for herself and becoming basically the female John Cena. <laughs> do we still have that effect now? Um. Tyler Breeze basically had to start over from scratch when he came. Uh, Sasha Banks kind of did too. The only person that really didn't was Kevin Owens. You know, he he's the only one that kind of did the same thing. But, you know, it is, it's a fundamental difference between NXT and the main roster. We're seeing that the, and the divide seems to be wide as the Grand Canyon. And it doesn't mean that, the, the, that either side can't work. Or that either side, one side is better than the other. It's just that I know that my st- the style that I want to see specifically is found on NXT, and so, and Raw, the main roster, it is not. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens after McMahon retires to see <laughs> the powers that be, because we do see a change in the upper management and the way they're doing things. NXT exists, which is a thing that couldn't happen 20 years ago. By the way, I just want to say that uh, Corey Graves has been stellar on Mike in. In all the work he's done this entire uh, Survivor Series weekend, um, he definitely mm-hmm. deserves his props, and um, he 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 makes NXT exciting. If if it's not what's happening in the ring and the fans, it's definitely Corey Graves and Mike. So definitely a second for that. Yeah, um, yeah, because not that I want to re- uh, totally review Survivor Series and NXT because everybody knows what it is. Everybody tuned in, and everybody has their mixed opinions and everything. But uh, moving forward, let's let's talk for a second about Gober entering himself in the Royal Rumble. Um, again, I'm excited because I'm going to the Royal Rumble, so it's good to see. Um, it's good to you know see Gober after years and years since the WCW days. Um, I had originally made plans for WrestleMania, but I I won't be doing that as, now. But um, the Royal Rumble 
is already booked. So it's good to be able to see Goldberg. But what do we what do we make of this? Like, do we take this as um, do we take him as a serious contender to win this? And if he does win this, you know, um, what's 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 moving forward for him? And 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 if he doesn't win this, typically when somebody doesn't um enters the Royal Rumble and they get eliminated, there's a few um built upon that. So um, I'm just really curious. Just off the limb, do you think Brock Lesnar also makes an appearance in the Royal Rumble? Well, I think considering that Brock Lesnar only works, you know, 10 shows a year, uh, I don't see why not. Uh, he really could take the next two months off into the Royal Rumble in January and go back to Minnesota and wrestle deer or whatever he does. You know, that's it, it won't hurt him in any. And obviously he has something to prove now. Um, I think the Goldberg finish with versus Lesnar works. And it took me a while to come to this realization, but I think it works for two reasons. Number one, the loss is shocking. And people need to be shocked. Um, Though it was disappointing because we were looking to see a 20-minute long match. Not at all. Who was looking forward to that? People were. I mean, not me, but people oh, were. Yeah, because, no, because I didn't. I was a little bit scared when I saw a stare down in the beginning. I was like, oh, no, not this again. The battles of the unstoppable, movable objects thing. I was like, oh, no, 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 not that again. Right. Again, people, again while I'm perfectly fine with the booking because it was, like you said, a shock. Completely way out of the blue um, right. squash match. It was the yeah. only thing that, that couldn't have happened that happened. Exactly. Vegas wouldn't have got that one right. <laughs> right. And they, and, they, and they did not. Yeah. So that's one thing. The second thing is now that Goldberg has won, it gives him a reason to go forward. Now that Lesnar has lost, it gives him a reason to come back. If you're not going to seriously put Lesnar in the, in the title uh, contention with Kevin Owens or whoever the champion is going to be going forward, Seth Rollins or whoever, then why is he there? And that's been like the elephant in the room with Lesnar booking since SummerSlam, since WrestleMania. Why is he there? Right, because he's already there to be part-time. We have one prize fight already in Kevin Owens. I mean, that's still his gimmick. Um, He's still getting new merch with that that, um, slogan, I mean. Yeah. So what what is is Brock? You know, he's not not that that, uh, big bad dog in the backyard anymore now. Like, nobody's scared to go back there because you're just not there. So, right. I definitely agree with you. This does give him a, a point of coming back. But again, um, these one ounce matches, at some point he needs to refocus back on the title. And again, I, that's why I posed the question. Do we see him in the, in the rumble again? Well, I think that it's something that to, to just directly answer the question. Yes. Uh, why not? Because they're not going to build a program with Lesnar to make, uh, you know, him go through the ringer to figure out who's how, when he's going to be a champion again. He clearly has unfinished business with Goldberg, and that can certainly lead to a um, a, a, meet, a, a meeting at the Royal Rumble within the match, or you know somewhere therein. But we know that Lesnar is not going to be a, a roadblock. We know that he's not going to be. You know, why would he be there? We already so, skipped right over roadblock, like right. You know, what is <laughs> yeah. What is that? That's, is that a thing? So, and then also there's that seemingly unfinished business with Randy Orton, who's I don't know what to do with him, but they can all go down to the rumble. That's true. I think that is a good platform. I think their intrigue is there definitely for that. 
Um, something else we discussed a little bit off air as we frequently just um, fantasy book or just discuss wrestling in in a, in a total is um, we talked about the money in the bank. And um, we all know that they're the big four, as we call it, in wrestling uh, pay-per-view for WWE pay-per-views. Um, considering the brand split now, what do we do about Money in the Bank, which I think is one of the most intriguing pay-per-views outside of the um, Royal Rumble and WrestleMania? Um, do we actually make the Money in the Bank instead of a big uh, into the big four, making it a big five, considering the endless possibilities that that you can have here? Um, we discussed about having maybe 10 competitors in a ladder match with both briefcases up top, which um, SmackDown can res- uh, respectively capture theirs, or if not, they could catch a Raw's in order to um, maybe cash it in at any point. Um, this is a and lot of intrigue and a lot of fun that can happen. Here. Yeah, you can do a Money in the Bank women's match, you know, also. Which we, which we, you know, we're all yeah. about moving forward with women and giving them chances, correct? So why not, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they, they survived Hell in a Cell. So why not see a Money in the Bank women's match with an interpromotional <laughs> match? I, I, the point, how that conversation came about, about was the idea that Survivor Series as a platform is passe. It was a thing that worked in the 80s, arguably the 90s. The Montreal Screwdrop was a Survivor Series, I believe. And nowadays, it doesn't really make sense to do so. They already had a pay-per-view called Bragg and Rights a few years ago that basically was Survivor Series without the elimination match. They didn't have any um, titles on the line except the Intercontinental uh, match and the uh, Cruiserweight match that ended in a um, disqualification, uh, throwaway match. Yeah. So what is Survivor Series? That I mean, that, and that match went 52 minutes. It nearly went an hour. For what? Like, and, and we see on Raw, one team won and one team lost. But so, but who cares? <laughs> There's no trophy for Survivor Series. There's no commendation. You don't get you know a title shot for winning Survivor Series. And and not to mention too, you can't even you cannot even properly brag about your winnings because of the fact of. Um, either Shane or AJ Styles came out. Or, I'm sorry, or Dean Ambrose came out to say that Team SmackDown won Survivor Series. Well, actually, you guys didn't because you lost two out of the three. So, right. you know, and you didn't win anything. Like you said, you, you won the match, but what, what was actually, what was it actually for? Um, yeah, what are the stakes for Survivor Series? Yeah. Um, but Money in the Bank has actual ramifications. Yeah. Because the person that holds the briefcase can decidedly pick and choose. You know, that's a price of position to be in. Yeah. Um, just like with King of the Ring was the thing. You want to be King of the Ring because you could, you know, that has a championship opportunity you know, in it. Uh, Royal Rumble, you go to WrestleMania, you fast track to WrestleMania. You know, so, you know, these things you know, happen, but what's the rub with Survivor Series? SummerSlam, it's the biggest pay-per-view of the summer. Uh, you know, that's a whole Big thing. You know there's going to be a Championship match there usually it's from the fallout of WrestleMania, but what is Survivor Series? What is it? Why do Why do we care? Yeah, and honestly, I think the entire show last uh, Sunday was a bit flat. It was a bit. It was lacking something, and comparing that to NXT, not directly because you can't, but NXT had two championship matches. 
All of their belts were on the line. Three. And we, and we, well, they had three, right? Um, and we saw two title changes. Yep. So it's, you know, it, it's just like what is Survivor Series? And I think that out of the big four, if we can move money in the bank, maybe not move it to, with uh, Survivor Series, you know, keep it in Survivor Series in November, but maybe move money in the bank to July instead of June. Or September instead of instead of uh, you know wherever it is now. Where is it March or something like that now? Yeah. Um, you know if we can move it later on in the year so that we can keep it going. You know have that affect the Royal Rumble and all of that. Right. I mean because already because basically what you're saying is that in order to be part of the Big Four, it must have some ramifications or some stellar reward in in being so. And Survivor Series has no reward. WrestleMania is the biggest. <laughs> stage in uh, sports entertainment and SummerSlam is baby WrestleMania. So you, you, you know, you build yourself up for the two stages and then, you know, Royal Rumble gets you a ticket to the big stage and money in the bank gets you a get out of jail for free car at any point for, for a title shot, you know? Um, Right. All roads lead to WrestleMania. And the most important thing that you should be doing in the business is getting the title. Going at the title. And look, here's the other thing too. Um, having a Money in the Bank briefcase is a storyline in its own. So um, considering the fact that you can have um, a Becky Lynch with the Raw's title and already had the championship, or, you know, if, if, if they deemed her to be in the match, it's a big thing, you know? And it's exciting because you know at some point that the evasion is going to happen. She's going to appear. And, you you, you know, she'll have, her, she'll have her feud on SmackDown, but at, at the same time still have um, some mic pieces you know, to the uh, women's championship, women's champion on Raw to say, like, I'm still looking over my shoulders. And that, I mean, like, nothing's better in the WWE than the heel with the money in the bank briefcase. And I just yeah. think that um, giving a heel a platform to have to talk and uh, create beef, in other words, with whomever it is, no matter if they're on Raw or, the, or SmackDown, is a big thing. As an, and it's intriguing. And does give you viewership to both shows, you know, because you want to well, know what's going to happen. I mean, because let's think about that would be great. I mean, if you had one person, if you had Seth Rollins or Jericho winning Money in the Bank, and they can go to any show they wanted to and challenge that person uh, for the championship, you know, it would be great to see Jericho's music hit after a hard four championship match at well, TLC. Yeah. Um, you know, if it, if he has still had the briefcase by then, you know, because that's something unexpected, you know. But nobody's safe. Uh, so the, it, the the biggest thing that I got from um, Twitter um, over Survivor Series weekend is that bookings that are predictable aren't fun, and um, questionable endings that are predictable. I mean, because obviously people are predicting who's going to win the match, but by questionable means are not fun. The, un- the unpredictable factor is cashing in the money in the bank or after the match, somebody, you know, coming out or whatever it may be. Why not capitalize on that a little bit more? Now, granted, Baron Corbin coming out on Kalisto, um, it's not a bad thing, but it's the fact that we're back to that feud again. Baron Corbin wrestling is a bad thing. 
I like Baron Corbin, even though he blocked us on both of us now on Twitter. But no, but no, but no, let's take a second back. Now, Kalisto Jericho came out to interfere with Seth Rollins, which was sort of say a predictable thing, but yeah, it was entertaining. And it sent the internet all in the buzz. It's just because of the fact that people like unpredictable. I'm not, excuse me, people like the whole um, interference and coming out thing, if it's done correctly. And I feel like the money in the bank is absolutely the crown of this. Yeah, well, let me, let me just say that I like everything about Baron Corbin, except Baron Corbin. I think he has one of the best interests. I think his theme is pretty nice. Um, you know, his gimmick as this balding douche is, you know, kind of interesting. But then as soon as he gets in the ring and all that goes away and the bell rings, it's like Samanax. I just, you know, just fall immediately to sleep. Um, but I do agree that, um, you know, the suspension of disbelief and the element of surprise, rather, is what keeps wrestling interesting. I can't remember who said this, but somebody said Baron Corbin was basically a part of Cruz with a few, <laughs> but no personality still. Yeah. No, I mean, he has the personality of like an un- unbuttered potato. And there's no I, reason why. Why would you watch him? I I, I think I, I think I'm slowly but surely um, waiting for his chance to um, to be in a significant feud, um, something to make you want to watch. But everything else is there: um, the gimmick, the style, the look, the music, all that, the finisher, all that's there. But just not Kalisto is not worth it. Like yes, granted, I do like the fact that he said he didn't like no little guys running around uh, running around on SmackDown, sort of Kevin Nash's. If you if you think about it, but um, you know, it's just, it just doesn't elevate him. I mean, granted, you did not get to be in the Survivor Series team. Shouldn't your attention be somewhere else right now? You know, um, yeah. But whatever it may be, I I don't know. None, nonetheless, though, because we've been all over the place. Um, NST Toronto, NST Takeover Toronto was great. A plus show. Um, Survivor Series was a was a, a very flat C for me. Uh, Raw and SmackDown coming out of those were just man, you know, nothing, nothing really big. Um, just the, the fallout of both uh, paper, uh, both of the pay per views, and just to see what's moving forward next. But we all know it was mo- moving forward next because it was so predictable because they went right back to what they was going to before Survivor Series. So. No big, no nothing big there. Uh, James Ellsworth um, officially has his contract. Yes, it's, he's he's announced it on the indie scene um, over the weekend, the week before, but um, um, it's official as of SmackDown, and now he has a future uh, title shot um, against maybe AJ Styles, maybe Dean Ambrose. Just maybe some intrigue there. But James Ellsworth, I mean, congratulations to the Baltimore, Maryland guy, and. Um, how long player. do you think that lasts? Huh? How long do you think that lasts? I know that he signed a contract, you know, and that's that's a, that's locked up and good for him. Congratulations. Uh he absolutely deserves it. He how long does something for nothing? He'll, he'll be fine. But how long do you think they run with him? Fine. A, a long a, a good enough time. I mean, he Slater's been over for a while and and naturally only been relevant ever since the brand split. But um everybody loves the 3MB he Slater and that's you know that's been gone for a long time, so James Ellsworth will be fine. And um, do you think it hurts him that by the fact that we haven't seen him actually wrestle? Not, not at all, because 
we have we really seen um Heath Slater wrestle? Is anybody looking for Heath Slater to wrestle? Is anybody looking for James Ellsworth to wrestle? <laughs> you know what well, I mean? One thing, though, because I mean this guy is in the main event picture. He's a, he's he's a top guy for some reason. He's a top guy. And that's what it is. People love uh, doing doing top guy things. People but, love the American story, man. You know, the small guy from the small city with the with the kids, and he's doing it for his kids. Like eh, everybody likes the story. He'll be fine. I, I think. No, every, but, everybody no. loves the story. But when is Cinderella going to realize that it's midnight and not eleven fifty nine, and he's going to turn back into a pumpkin? I have to say that we're going to have to ride the wave for James, James Ellsworth for at least until SummerSlam, maybe. Because I thought maybe Jeez. until the Rumble, but it's. I, I'm not hating it. I, and, and commentary is only getting much funnier with it. Like, JBL was hilarious. And um, I'm going to need JBL to realize that uh, James Ellsworth is a human and not an it. <laughs> what it? What is that? And get that away from me. <laughs> he, he gonna have to put some respect on James Ellsworth's name. Well, he's going to have to. He's, he's gonna have to. Or he's gonna learn that uh, you don't mess with Baltimore like that. But so let me let still, me. Throw, I would say that. Okay. Let me throw a quick question at you that we talked about a little bit too, because you know we we get into our uh, our hour for tonight. Um, it's towards the end of the year. Nobody's as of right now. Nobody's really investing in Roblox. Uh, nobody really cares about TLC much. Um, as as it stands, there's no excitement behind it. If you ask me, everybody's already looking forward to the Rumble, which is in 2017. But uh, as of 2016, without you thinking too hard and um, without you being crucified for being for second uh, second guessing yourself later, um, what is your match of the year? Yeah, that's, I, I kind of figured you were going to go there, so I started. You know, the gears are turning slowly right now. Uh, there's so many good matches that um, it would be really hard to to pick just one. Exactly. So, like and I, I said, so I'm, so I'm going to pick two. Okay. I'm going to pick the best match that I have seen and the best match that I attended. Okay. Uh, and the best the best match that I've seen. I'm going to go with uh, what's what's the uh, kid's name. <clears throat> It was in um, yeah, it's the revival. I'm I'm gonna go. It's it's the revival, and um, from Takeover Dallas, uh, Takeover Toronto. Um, the revival and Gargano and Champion. Yeah, that's, that's the best match. DIY. Yes, that's the best. I, I'll never call him that. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> that's the best match that I've seen live this year. Okay. Um. The best match that I've seen, period, on TV or anywhere, because my heart says Ricochet versus Will Ospreay, but I think I'm I think I'm going to have to say no. I got to go with the uh, and you know I don't want to sound I don't want to sound biased either. Uh, because I'm I'm thinking of the revival in American Eiffel uh, from um, Takeover um, Dallas, because I think that was the best match on that card. I don't know that everybody loves Nakamura versus um, Sami Zayn. Oh, that's what I'm um, I really loved James Ellsworth versus AJ Styles from on SmackDown <laughs> a couple of weeks ago. Okay, because you know that was another um, you know amazing match. 
Um, no, no. It, it's it's the final deletion. It's it's yeah. Easy. Now, now that's definitely the best thing that's happened in wrestling this year. That, yeah, that was so good. Um, yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna. I'm going to say that uh, I'm going to uh, piggyback off you a little bit. The best match I attended this year was absolutely Sami Zayn versus Nakamura. Um, Fair enough. And um, my second guess, my second pick of the best match I've seen this year was Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens at Battleground. Um, oh. um, and then the best match that I watched this year, unless I've been, unless I'm getting my years confused, but um, this has been a long year. Little of you realize it or not. Um, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm right. I'm right in my means. My the best match that I watched this year comes from Russell Kingdom, and that oh. happened to be AJ Styles knock him over. Yeah, yeah. And it's crazy to think that that happened. That Russell Kingdom ten? Huh. Ten or I always get confused. We're on eleven, right? I think eleven's coming up. I thought we was in double. Yeah, WrestleMania ten, um, January fourth, two thousand sixteen. It's ten. Yeah, it's ten. Okay, so WrestleMania ten. I don't know why I thought this. That was a. Um, no, I was right. Yeah, I did think that was ten. We're coming up on eleven. That's right. Yeah, that match all worth the pain and suffering that that endured. Stand up. Um yeah. Well you had Okada versus Tanahashi in that um that was another that was just fantastic. It absolutely was. And the only reason why I'm tipping over the hat over the other way is just because of the fact that it was a send-off match. And it was uh, a I couldn't believe it was happening. Like rumors was was swirling around. I was like Man, there's no way that's happening. But then how the match ended and everybody, you know, they kind of hugging each other and stuff like that. And the crowd and just like, oh, my God, like something's really happening here. Like they're really going to come over to the WWE. So um, yeah. the beginning of the get Vince out of office error, letting some of this and not only that, to let over talent that wasn't WWE homegrown actually held gold is a big thing. So. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's definitely a new era in WWE, and it's a welcome change. Yeah, I just think that um, hopefully they just keep it interesting. You yeah. know, uh, the, obviously what they're doing at NXT is something uh, worth seeing. Uh, Braun SmackDown, I don't know, I, I don't, I don't know how well that goes, but um, but still, it's go. You know, it's. And it just show just keeps going on. You know, Roblox is coming up, TLC is coming up, and then we go to the Rumble, and then definitely starts the road to WrestleMania. Yep. So I guess fantasy booking, and we can end it here. Do we need Goldberg as champion? Sure. Or if we have Goldberg as champion, is this only so that he can be introduced into the WWE Hall of Fame? I think. Um. Because it feels a lot like what they did with Sting. Right. I think it's a Hall of Famer nonetheless. And I, and I really think they're invested in looking at the mistakes they made the, uh, last time around with Sting. That, um, that's definitely on the table. Do we need Goldberg as um, a champion? Sure. Because you want to, uh, one, you want to 
create some bias for the WWE Network. Um, you're still banking on getting people to go back to look at uh, traditional Goldberg matches and how dominant he was. Um, two, because him having a title means absolutely nothing. Um, and three, him having a title, he's he's been doing a pretty solid mic work. So um, there's intrigue to see him come out just to be able to cut a promo. Um, Kevin Owens not having a title doesn't hurt him at all. Um, but I just when I start thinking about age and when people need to actually get gold around it, I think it's only right that if, if Goldberg does this, that you start considering Jericho too, who's also up in his age. And um, you know, while you're while you're uh while excuse me, while he's perfectly healthy and able to really work full-time schedule, I think it's better better now than never, considering that you know. I, I really, my heart always goes out to the Ultimate Warrior story where they had issues internally, him and uh, Vince, and it carried over for so long, and they finally squashed it. He got his Hall of Fame uh, run or his tour. Um, then he cuts one of the might might be the best promo ever, like like realistic promo ever on Raw, just to pass away the next day. I mean, I you know, if you're not religious, that's perfectly fine. But you gotta scratch your head on that one. That's like one of those like type of like you know, once you complete your mission, you know, you move on to things. And I think that you know, why you're able to do such is a good thing. But still, when you think about it, that, literally happened like right at the last moment. Now you have Vader saying he has two two more years, mm-hmm. um, and you know, there's an argument there. Put him in the Hall of Fame right now. One year in the Hall of Fame, one year to ride it out, you know, whatever it may be. And I just think that um, you can't really judge a book by its cover because the the warrior looked fine, you know. Right. And um, why? And, and the bottom line is why it's in discussion for it. Is it appropriate for this person to be in the Hall of Fame right now? I think it's all the more reason why you should move forward with it. So why you have Goldberg as an in-ring performer, I think it's no better time to move forward and do it. The only... The only other thing that I alter about when somebody should go into the Hall of Fame is when there's speculation of where um, WrestleMania will be at the respective year. Now, granted, if WrestleMania was in Minnesota next year, I'm, I'm sorry, Atlanta next year, then wait till Goldberg for next year because that's his hometown. Right. So, but why that's not on the table right now because it's looking like it's going to be Minnesota, just go ahead and do it, you know? And, um, I think that when you think about the WWE Network, it's an archive of of of, of records of media footage and um, whatever. So utilize that by making somebody relevant to make people want to go back and look. Now, granted, um, we grew up on a lot of it, so it's not so much for us to go back and do it. But every once in a while, you do go back to say, like, man, I attended that pay per view. Let me just see how I looked on TV again, you know, or experience those emotions that I experienced then. And when, you know, you get to a point where you have kids, you want to be able to show them, like, you know, dad was there. This is this is, this is is somebody I looked up to, you know? So, Goldberg Hall of Fame 2017. And, and put the gold on him. Let him win the Rumble. If not, give him one heck of a booking for WrestleMania. Even let him headline it again if you have to. Yeah, I think that uh, Goldberg on a WrestleMania stage with that entrance and, and all that stuff and how that works, uh, I, it, it would be a good send-off. 
and I think too that he if you know without the goal, I think no other better send-off is to write your wrongs from that WrestleMania from years ago than to <laughs> probably put a good taste in people's mouth from this WrestleMania. Do it right this time. You got the momentum now because that mat definitely put some steam on you. Yeah. And I, I was there in uh, for WrestleMania 20 in uh, New York. You okay? <laughs> you okay? <laughs> I mean, that was what twelve years ago, and it still stings. Still stings. Yeah. But um, yeah, but yeah. They, I mean, they have, they have. Very rarely do you get an opportunity to right a wrong such as this. And if they can do a, if they can do a decent job of it, uh, that would certainly. I, I would be. Able, I think history would serve them. Fa- as favorable in that um, in that estimation. So good, you know. I, I mean, if, if Goldberg's going to be here to stay, then I agree that's how they should do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm really not a fan of old talent coming back in the short term, but for the long term, because there's so many young, new guys out there. Well, not even young, but new guys out there that really could use that spotlight, uh, could, use the, could use that opportunity to go out there and do their thing. I would love to see AJ Styles versus Jericho headline WrestleMania. But Goldberg and Lesnar are still there. Yeah. Undertaker's not dead yet, apparently. I, you know, you know what I'm what I'm a little bit accustomed to is whoever's the headliner of one of the big fours, you don't expect a good match. You just expect a high prof, high profile wrestler, somebody that um, is well known that can that kind of reaches out to you know all d- demographics and all that. So AJ Styles versus Jericho. Already happened at WrestleMania. Should it happen again? Absolutely, because well, it can happen every day for a year. I mean, you're going to have good promo work, good build up. Um, Who? What what about champion versus champion? You never even know. At the point that AJ lost lost last year, only right to win this year. I again. I think that AJ is lined up something bigger for the uh, for this WrestleMania, considering that he did lose la- last year, but it didn't hurt him at all. Right. People were people were mad about it, but look where he's at now. It's right. not so much about the win loss at, at some time. It is sometime about what's the bigger picture. Yet, to not contradict myself from earlier, that match was a good match. Then they focused on that match. Then they didn't focus on what was the booking after that. So. Um, you know, we can go on about that for a while. One thing I do want to say is uh, whenever we get the team together, whenever, you know, people come out of their hiatus, uh, we definitely should uh, get together to start discussing match of the year, uh, wrestlers of the year, uh, you know, our own former slammies of the year, sort of say, moments of the year, uh, stuff like that. We did it last year. Let's do it again. It's fun. Good good time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But- um, these next couple of weeks, we definitely will be uh, probably less focusing on reviews and previews because, as of right now, I'm not so more, I'm not so focused on those pay per views. There seems to be no excitement about it. Maybe things will change, but uh, you know, I guess we'll just be keeping our eyes to the rumor reports and uh, indie wrestling, of course, and um, you know, anything exciting. Yeah, let's let's hope that it, um, business picks up. As we get towards the rumble and the year turns over, um, TNA who survives the winter. Um, 
Yeah, you know, let, let's hope that you know that it just goes well um, because it's been an interesting year. Uh, with Evolve, you know, making its uh, its presence known, stepping up their game on the indie circuit. Uh, Jeff Jarrett and Global Force not being a thing. Billy Corgan, who knew that he would have such an impact in the wrestling world, and they get screwed <laughs> over uh, in the end by it. So you know that's a shame. Um, so it's been a very long year. I guess we'll you know have to recap that at a later date, but. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Uh, but what I do know is Nova Pro Wrestling is this Friday, and Black Friday, after all of that uh, turkey, that dry turkey has been digested, <laughs> definitely going to um, walk it off, taking myself over to the JCC. Um, yeah, Fairfax. So I'm just checking my phone right now, and the w, uh, WWE ESPN um, alert says Dean Ambrose and James Ellsworth will join SportsCenter off the top rope with Jonathan Coachman. James Ellsworth, ESPN, baby. That's going to be a different show, but I hate ESPN. Uh, we could we could certainly cover that later. But um, we're good for James Ellsworth, man. Right. right. Everything I, I, because I, I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop, and eventually it's going to happen because it has to happen. We'll see. Yeah. But anyway. Uh, for tonight's episode, this is Two Chains here, um, along with the Giant Crab Jamal. Yep. Um, again, special shout out to Mike uh, for Nova Pro for coming on the show discussing um, their event coming up this Friday. Um, again, check out Nova Pro uh, Tumblr page or find them on Facebook at Nova Pro. Find them on um, Twitter at VA Wrestling. Um, they're promoting it. We're promoting it on our page. Go ahead and spend that nice twenty dollars um, for general admission, twenty five for the front row. Let's uh, sell out that front row, and uh, we'll see you there. If you see us, give us a shout. All right, y'all have a good Thanksgiving.